This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. Some of you are probably wondering about my coaching, so I thought I would just take a minute to explain what it is that I offer. What I do with people is get real deep. And what do I mean by we get deep? Well, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know exactly what I mean when I say that. The kind of coaching that I offer is meant to transform your life. And I feel very confident that it will transform your life and that you'll enjoy doing it. And if you don't, to be frank, you don't have to pay me. I like working with people who want to go deep. People who are willing to explore what's going on in the inside and realize that there's nothing wrong with them and that what is going on in the inside is actually good. And dare we say it, what's going on in the inside is actually God. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can always email me at info at radicalcounselor.com or you can just go to my website, radicalcounselor.com. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. So this episode is going to, on a practical level, be one of the more important episodes of this podcast that you've heard so far. And it might not seem that way when I start talking about what I'm going to speak about. But this is a very important subject I'm going to be discussing. And it revolves around a specific teacher, Maxwell Maltz, and his book Psycho-Cybernetics. Uh, we've talked about Moss before. We've mentioned psychocybernetics before. And what I want to talk about today falls in, in line with our recent discussion about Catherine Ponder. And uh, also, you know, we were I was mentioning how a lot of those early 60s books are very helpful. Um, the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity obviously is a very helpful, practical book. But specifically, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind and Psycho-Cybernetics, which both were published in the early 60s, are probably the two classic Law of Attraction books that are the most practical. I read something that Mitch Horowitz either wrote or said in an interview. Um, he came to the same conclusion, which is basically if he was to suggest one Law of Attraction book to a beginner on this subject— that it would be either the power of your subconscious mind or psychocybernetics. I agree with that statement. I would also say, once you are familiar with the law of attraction, that the power of your subconscious mind and psychocybernetics are perhaps the two most important books you can go back to and read again. And I want to focus specifically on Maxwell Maltz and psychocybernetics today because. What I have found is that if you go back and look at psychocybernetics again, once you are very familiar with these principles and have kind of immersed yourself in perhaps more, you know, esoteric stuff like Neville or some of these other new thought teachers and tested out and tried these various techniques and approaches, if you then go back to Maltz and psychocybernetics, there is just a chance you're going to be shocked. Because psychocybernetics is actually not looked at by many people as a law of attraction book. It's considered more of a self-development book. But if you know about those far-out principles and believe in them, if you believe in the stuff that somebody like H.M. Lee Cady or Neville is talking about, and you then reintegrate what Maltz is talking about in psychocybernetics, it can be really, really, really profound. I found that in my own life the last couple of years. So what happened for me, I've mentioned this before, is you know I got into Neville initially when I got into the Law of Attraction. 
And Neville is still one of my favorite teachers. But when I discovered Kuei, all of a sudden there was a practical background, which I didn't have before. And then I got into malts after that. I had already read some of Psycho-Cybernetics earlier, but I appreciated Psycho-Cybernetics in a totally different way once I had been trying to implement these principles successfully and unsuccessfully in my life for several years and then reacquainted myself with Psycho-Cybernetics. It was like a totally different book. And one thing you're going to find is that kind of like Kuei, all the kind of far out stuff that Neville talks about, Malt is talking about as well, except in a practical manner that for many of us is going to be 10 times more effective in actually producing something. And one reason I haven't discussed Malt as much as Joseph Murphy or Kuei in this podcast is because Psycho-Cybernetics, I feel like, is a little bit more discussed in general. And I really want to give a huge shout out to Matt Fury, who is the person who is in charge of Maltz's work now and the head of, I think it's called the Psycho-Cybernetics Foundation. But Matt Fury, is a he's somebody who has continued to discuss Maltz's work in an extremely intelligent way. And he has a ton of interesting commentary about Psycho-Cybernetics. And he says a bunch of stuff about visualization that is just going to blow your mind if you've become uh, kind of disillusioned by visualization and these different LOA methods. If you take the approach that Maltz and Matt Fury talk about, it's going to reawaken your interest in those topics. What, I'm, what I mean by that, and again, why this topic is so important, is that when someone like Neville or Joseph Murphy describes visualization, it can seem overly difficult. And Maltz makes it much more clear that visualization involves relaxation, first of all. Relaxation is the most important thing. And then it involves repetition, and it involves failure. That's part of the process. And it's just going to make so much more practical sense to you when Maltz talks about it, perhaps, than when someone like Neville talks about it. Neville's far more articulate than just about any law of attraction teacher, but he's not necessarily as ineffective a teacher for getting a lot of us results as somebody like Maltz is. And that's, again, the point I'm really trying to convey here. I'm going to read just a few excerpts from Psycho-Cybernetics. This is early on in the book, just to give you an idea of, of what I'm talking about. And he writes, You cannot merely imagine a new self-image unless you feel that it is based on truth. Experience has shown that when a person does change his self-image, he has the feeling that, for one reason or another, he sees or realizes the truth about himself. Your built-in success mechanism must have a goal or quote-unquote target. This goal or target must be conceived of as quote-unquote already in existence now, either in actual or potential form. It operates by either number one, steering you to a goal already in existence, or number two, discovering something already in existence. Discovering is in quotes there. So this is what all the great law of attraction teachers are talking about in more layman English, okay? Later on in this chapter, Maltz writes, Do not be afraid of making mistakes or of temporary failures. All servo mechanisms achieve a goal by negative feedback or by going forward, making mistakes, and immediately correcting course. 
Skill learning of any kind is accomplished by trial and error, mentally correcting aim after an error, until a quote-unquote successful motion, movement, or performance has been achieved. After that, further learning and continued success is accomplished by forgetting the past errors and remembering the successful response so that it can be imitated. So, in other words, failure is an inherent part of this creative process. Failure is an inherent part of the law of attraction process. This is something that a teacher like Neville and several other lesser New Thought teachers do not convey well enough, in my opinion, at least a lot of the time. Maltz writes at the end of this chapter, You must learn to trust your creative mechanism to do its work and not jam it by becoming too concerned or too anxious as to whether it will work or not or by attempting to force it by too much conscious effort. You must let it work rather than make it work. This trust is necessary because your creative mechanism operates below the level of consciousness and you cannot know what is going on beneath the surface. Moreover, its nature is to operate spontaneously according to present need. Therefore, you have no guarantees in advance. It comes into operation as you act and as you place a demand on it by your actions. You must not wait to act until you have proof. You must act as if it is there and it will come through. Do the thing and you will have the power, said Emerson. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about how Catherine Ponder says action is entirely necessary. And I was mentioning how W. Clement Stone said that even more important than belief is action. And Maltz is explaining why this is from another angle here. Because everything we're doing, the goals we want to achieve are accomplished by negative feedback and then correction. And what Maltz suggests is basically to sum it up, uh, you know, to give a quick summation, is he's saying you should practice relaxing for 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, ideally, of relaxing and imagining your ideal self-image, imagining your ideal, imaginatively being in that fulfilled state which is exactly what someone like Neville or Murphy talks about. Except Maltz is talking about how to do it in a much more, I would say, practical and lenient way. Do you get what I'm saying here? I have a feeling you do. You know, if you are are hardcore and not flexible about these principles, this show is probably not for you, as we've gone over again and again. And that's because what I'm talking about now is hugely important, in my opinion. And that is recognizing far out kind of esoteric law of attraction principles and then being able to practically implement them using advice, brilliant, genius advice like Maxwell Maltz's. So uh, we might talk about psychocybernetics again soon. We might not in the same way that we often come back to the power of your subconscious mind. Psycho-cybernetics is really a fundamental text when it comes to uh, law of attraction teachings of the last 100 years. And once you know about the law of attraction in a deep way and have explored it, as we've explored it throughout this show, and know a lot of the great teachers, I would always suggest at least occasionally coming back to psycho-cybernetics. Because what Maltz is talking about, in the same way that like what Kuwait is talking about, are these fundamental underpinnings that are super practical, not using overly esoteric or spiritual or religious language, just cutting right to the chase. And it's really, really effective if we start implementing it more fully and holistically into our life. 